There are a few people on the ends of the political spectrum that have convinced a lot of people that there are a lot of people on the far ends of the political spectrum. Hello, Wrench Lifers. This is a direct message. I did not script this out. I did not outline anything. I don't have my computer. In light of the constantly unfolding events, we're six days into 2021, and it's already a mess. I just wanted to throw something out there for you to think about because I don't want you to fall for the trap. So if you were to follow the media, listen to your friends, see all the memes, you would think that there, there was vast swaths of people that were on the far ends of the political spectrum. And although people are increasingly becoming more divided politically, it is a fact that there are few people on the fringes of the far right and the far left. I think many of you, if not most of you, have fallen for the trap. As I said, there are a few people that have convinced a lot of people that there are a lot of people that are far right or far left. It's not true. You look at the events in the news, you look at the media, and you have, well, for one, most people are moderate. By polling data, most people are somewhere in the middle. And what I, th what I think has happened is like, say, say the political spectrum was an Oreo, you, and, and the, the cream, the part everyone likes the best, is, is most people being fairly moderate. And then each cookie represents the actual far political people. I don't, I don't even want to say extremists, just because they're not necessarily extremists, they're just pretty far. What I believe has happened is, is the, the cookie has seeped people out of the cream. All these people that I know who are decent, normal, moderate people have been sucked into a political ideology that has them thinking that these people they don't agree with are far more extreme than they are when in fact they have actually been pushed toward the extreme. They are not extreme, though. You have these conversations happening that are completely unarticulated. You have people making comparisons between events, saying they are the same, when there are certainly elements that are the same and there are elements that are not the same. I've been saying for a while, relax, the world is not on fire. But it's not looking good, though. I think we need to take a step back. If you want to hear someone articulate this message even better than I am, I would highly, highly recommend you listen to the Making Sense podcast, episode 207 with Sam Harris. He really breaks down the situation better than I can, and I'm not even going to try to. All I'm trying to do today is to convince you to pull back. 
stop thinking that it's like your job to convince your parents or older people that they're just wrong politically. They have different experiences. They've been through different things. It's good to have a conversation, but if you're sitting there thinking you need to convince this other person that you're wrong, it's not the right foot to start off on. I constantly have the urge to delete people off um, social media platforms because there's a lot of people that are just like, they just post this stuff. It's it unarticulated. It's unintelligent. It's, it's intelligent. It's uninformed. And it's like, wow. But I don't delete those people. You need to know those people exist. And you need to keep them there. In fact, these are the people we need to engage with the most. And maybe you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, it's not me. It's probably you. <laughs> I think... I can confidently say I know at least a little bit more about at least a little more things than most people, yet I would never, I mean, well, now I would be very unlikely to post any of these things that people post, these generalizations about huge groups of people saying everyone that's this way is this way, you know. I'm, I'm going to pull back here. I should have outlined. Again, there are a few people on the fringes of the political spectrum that have convinced many, many people in the middle to move to their faction. Is this you? Think about what you believe in. Think about what you used to believe in. Think about the things, the memes that you, sh you shared or read. Does it make sense? I think, and I've been reluctant to say this for a long time, I think we're in some sort of amalgam of a Cold War, Culture War, Civil War. I think that's happening. I don't think there's any way you can't. I don't think you can deny there's a culture war. There, and and that's what this. What I'm saying is, these people on the far edges that have that are, are trying so desperately to pull people into their faction to get these people to believe in their culture. That's why it's a culture war. You have people that have latched on to all these crazy ideas that they probably wouldn't have. You know. 10 years ago, five years ago, because it's a culture. It's not a gun war. It's a culture war. And when I say it's a cold war, it's a cold war because it's been this slow escalation of tension, like the cold war. And when I say it's a civil war, it's because it's in America. The problem is, well, one, I don't think it's fair to presume a war will always look like a war. It, you know, there's a period of human history where a war was clearly definable. Then they have like the war on drugs, the war on terror, all these other things where it's like doesn't really represent a war in this in the digital age. I mean, people think we're at war with China um, in a digital sense, in a trade sense, in a monetary sense. There's a lot going on there. So war doesn't. So when I say civil war. It's not going to be people in the streets fighting. When I say civil war. It's it's these factions of people. It's it's these Antifa types and then some of the extreme things that happen that are adjacent to BLM, and then it's this the far-right events. 
And if you see both sides are weaponizing these things the other sides do to make them look especially heinous, especially bad, trying to rope people into their faction. The culture has really shifted. Let me give you another example of cultural shift that has irked me. I was a Bernie bro. I can admit that. I was big on Bernie Sanders. I was broke back in the day, but I love Bernie. I donated money to Bernie. I saw him when he came to Rochester. I waited on the line in the cold at like 5 a.m. to see him talk. I was in I was in for it, man. And then I don't think Bernie Sanders was what he said he was. He what I think he was, thought he was, and what I think a lot of people thought he was, was he was the anti-establishment candidate. In 2015, 16, that election was uh, interesting because you had you know, Trump and Bernie seemed to be the main people, and they were both anti-establishment. And there's been some estimates that say up to 20% of Trump's vote came from disassociated or disenfranchised Bernie voters, which is very possible. I don't think Bernie Sanders was the anti-establishment candidate when he got basically screwed over and took a knee and then campaigned for Hillary. I was like, oh, okay. And just follow me. I'll get there on the point on this one. He, <laughs> it seems like once he had a base, he started to bend to what his base was saying versus his base coming to him because they liked his supposedly his, <laughs> sorry, supposedly his ideas. Well, then they pulled the one, two switch. <laughs> now all these people, that were Bernie people that I was like, yo, what up, Bernie, bro? Not all of them, but many of them were, are now hardcore Biden people. And you cannot convince me that Biden's the answer. Like maybe he's the lesser of two evils in your eyes. And we've talked about the lesser of two evils in previous podcasts. But Biden is, he's up there as far as establishment goes. He's literally been in the government for almost 50 years. So, now I'm going to drop the hammer on you. How did all these people that liked someone presumed to be anti-establishment, all these young people who were not activated in politics until Bernie Sanders came around, and don't lie to yourself and be like, you were super active during the Obama era. Unlikely, if you're my age, you were. I doubt it. How did all these people that liked anti-establishment candidate Bernie Sanders now are all for this Biden is the answer? Um when he's as establishment as it gets. It's like a one-two switch. And I'm not, and that's not me saying I don't think Biden is a decent option. It's not me putting any two cents on Biden whatsoever other than saying people that were, for one thing, have now been looped in a full circle for this thing, which is very different from that thing. And how did we get there? The culture war. The Trump derangement syndrome which is a thing, it's real, <laughs> has just made everyone just like stay. You could say in 2016 that Trump didn't win. It was Hillary that lost. In this election, it's hard, It's not Biden that won. It's really not even Trump that lost. It's the mainstream media that won. And Trump is probably the most polarizing person in political American politics in the last, God knows, probably ever possibly so obviously he's putting a lot of fuel on the fire but the mainstream media had just basically had this trump is hitler trump is cancer thing and it just was 
indoctrinating and it was just a, a, an onslaught of this incessantly for like six years and it's no wonder now all these people are in this stance where it's like oh biden's the answer and again this is not me saying critiquing either one of these politicians for anything they've said or done this is me speaking specifically about the culture around the situation if just make sure you try to separate that it's hard but that's what we're talking about So we need to pull back. We need to pull up. We need to relax. We need to take a deep breath and say, the world's not on fire. In that Making Sense podcast I mentioned a few minutes ago, he says this line. I'm going to read it to you because it's that good. The only thing between us and the total breakdown of society is a series of successful conversations. We are being what feels like being set systematically separated. Even this intersectional thinking is about putting people into boxes and these boxes dictate what people are allowed to do or say. And it is, on a very small scale. But it can only keep going that direction. We need to have conversations. You need to not be tricked into thinking that people that you don't agree with are political abstractions. Although they may be. I think there's many people that go, oh, you believe this, so you probably believe X, Y, and Z because most people that get sucked in to believe that believe all these things. And maybe that's a baseline to start the conversation at. But don't delete people on social media you disagree with. Don't dehumanize them. Let's talk. Civilly. Here's one thing you can do. Just set rules. Really, like, try to be an adult about it. And if the other person doesn't want to be an adult, then fine. Fuck them. But say, hey, well, let's talk about this. But let's make a rule. Like, if anyone starts to get agitated, we'll just chill for a second, take a deep breath. Like, hey, I want to let's talk about this thing or whatever. Let's talk about Biden. Let's talk about Trump. Um, but I'm going to tell you before we even start that I'm, I'm not being malicious. Um, I don't want to insult your intelligence. And you have to fucking believe that because people will say that. But really, like, they're like, oh, totally. Like, I think you're stupid because you think this. No. People you disagree with are not stupid. They just think differently. They've been, they've maybe been indoctrinated differently. Maybe they have different experiences than you. Assume someone you're talking to you knows something you don't know because they do. Lastly, and this is what I think is the most pernicious section of this culture cold war thing and this is what i fear the most because people people are always going to argue normal people are generally pretty unintelligent and generally just argue about dumb stuff without knowing what they're talking about they all exist in the first two lines of the dunning kruger uh chart but this is what really works or irks me 
And this is something I've been worried about for a long time. That I've been following with the culture war stuff. And I didn't really... I guess I never really put it into full context of everything. But it's hit, it's hit close to home. It's hit my business. As part of this culture war revolves, as these fraction factions of people are pulling you into boxes and putting people into other boxes, I fear we are moving toward a place where everything is going to become so partisan that you will be discouraged, to put it softly, or disallowed, to put it firmly, to even use your dollars in places that do not agree with you politically or with the means for which you do that. For example, PayPal not allowing you to donate to a political candidate. That would be like a more like, oh, okay. I guess it's somewhat feasible. MailChimp, the email company, uh, has no, has now not allowed their service to be used for political bodies they disagree with. And if fact check, look into it. Oh, it's it's for extremism. Okay, that's fine. It's a slippery slope. Think about it. Is there a business you won't go into? Oh, I'm not going to go into the grocery store. I'm going to go to that grocery store because I know the owners of that grocery store are Republicans. It's like, shut the front door. We cannot exist in a world if that's how we're going to operate. What's going to happen if we go there? That means a culture war. If this turned into an actual cultural civil war, we would divide into two factions. The, 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 the civil war could not be like the old civil war because the divide is really more urban and rural. So what it what it appears to me like is we're heading toward a place where there'd be like one grocery store store for people on the left and one grocery store for people on the right. And although there's nothing branding you as one or the other, although people very, very much judge people based on how they look, but also generally that works. Back check true. I mean, if you got a fucking dip in your lip and like a dirty trucker hat and boots on and a pickup truck, you know, it's not an unfair assumption to think that that person's probably politically right. And if you're a skinny vegan with blue hair, um, it's very easy to assume that you're probably left. And maybe that's not true, but I mean, it's a decent barometer. But anyway, I fear we're going to a place where that's how things are going to divide. You're only going to shop in places that you agree with, and that's not the world you want to live in. And I want to say that that's anti-capitalist, but then the people on the left are so anti-capitalism without understanding what capitalism in. They're like, they'll be like, oh, cool, yeah, no. You want to... Oh. In order for us to continue moving forward, to continue to prosper, you do need to choose where you spend your money wisely. And obviously there are some scenarios where it's like, well, I don't want to go to a daycare where the guy who owns it's a sex offender. Fair. If there's a business that has like five MAGA signs out front and they're just sort of putting it out there that hard, it's like, yeah, well, maybe not. <laughs> 
maybe not them because like they're putting it first and foremost they want to lead with it that means they're probably pretty sucked into this culture thing so maybe not them but if a business has no political sign outside no public statement of affiliation no anything good it's a business i go I spend my money in places for the quality of the goods and the quality of the service. That's how it works. You work hard for your money. Give yourself a pat in the back. Good job. Spend your money wisely. And if maybe you think spending your money wisely is only spending money in places that, you know, have their Biden supporters or whatever. It's just, I mean, you have the right to do that, but I don't know. Now I feel like I'm just rambling. Let me pull back. There are a few people on the far ends of the spectrum that are convincing that a lot, convincing a lot of people that a lot of people are their enemies. This is not true. I do think one of the problems is without having an external enemy, we will only divide against ourselves because humans are one designed to have an adversary and two very much two we're designed to be in groups i don't mean designed by god shit i mean just like it's what we do it's what humans do we're, we're pack animals we're family animals we like groups so what i'm telling you is you need to limit your social media time to some degree you need to perhaps unfollow some of the most hyper partisan accounts you follow there are some actors out there like that journalist sean king it's just like that don't follow that guy it's just like you want to be pissed off every day that guy is just poor it's so funny people like that are just pouring fuel on the fire every day while being like can you believe trump is pouring fuel on the fire every day Look at, um, think about your views. Think about where you get them from. Just filter the stuff out that's making you feel panicked, but don't filter out the people you like. Is there someone in your life you used to be friends with? Shared good times. But then you're like, oh man, they kind of went off the deep end with the, you know, MAGA shit or whatever. Whatever. Maybe you're not friends because you agreed politically. Maybe you're friends because you both enjoyed some activity together. Maybe you're only friends because you happened to live next door and then they moved. All right, fine. Fair enough. I have a lot of friends that I used to be really close with and I'm not as close with now. Just out of circumstance, nothing in particular. And I think they have gone um, borderline off the deep end with the uh, radical leftist nonsense. And I don't... Look at their Instagram stories. Just won't click on it. I know the kind of stuff they post. And I know how that makes me feel. So I don't want to look at it. Because I know it's going to affect my opinion of them. And I don't want it to be. Because it's just it's just this. It's this thing. They didn't used to be like that. They won't always be like that. And letting it agitate me is not going to help if we ever really have a conversation about anything. I don't want to lose friends. Because this internet culture war bleeds over into the real world sounds terrible doesn't it i don't want to not 
be able to shop places because PayPal or Visa won't process the hardware store because who knows what. I fear this is where we're going. And we need to do what we can to prevent this. We need sympathy. Empathy is when you can relate because you've been through it. Sympathy is when you do your best to guess. (laughs) If you are on one side of the spectrum, you need to do your best to sympathize with the other side. Don't think if they believe X, it must be because of what all the memes told me. It must be because they're stupid. Think about that. What kind of person are you if you think people you disagree with are stupid? What kind of person are you if you are okay wishing harm upon people you disagree with? What kind of person are you if you think it's fine to dehumanize people you disagree with? I see lots and lots of memes and jokes talking about now preface I am no fan of politicians I hate them all but when you're saying things about like the left was posting a lot of memes with guillotines like killing all the politicians like can you confidently like look yourself in the mirror and say I'm a good person because I think all these people should be killed what see here's the thing about politics if you actually engaged not just worried about who's president. If you actually engaged these senators, these congressmen, they get voted in. It's a democratic republic. You don't need a guillotine. You need to get them out by voting. How about a bunch of meme infographics about your representation in Congress? Who is it? Stop right now. Who represents you in the Senate, in the House? Do you know? Maybe No, you don't know. Politics is always downstream from culture. Don't let the hyperpartisans suck you into some cultural sphere that you didn't sign up for. Be humble and realize that you are susceptible to the propaganda. Be humble in the fact that you are just as unintelligent as everyone else. The best thing we could do is use empathy, use sympathy, and be humble. Maybe then we could slow this train wreck down and move toward a better place of being. In the last episode, I spoke about living forthright with the world. And a lot of that made me question what I believed in. And what it made me believe is almost everything on national politics is basically irrelevant to your everyday life. I don't even really get mad about it. It doesn't bother me. I've been alive through a couple presidents. Has anything changed in my daily life? No. Um, Obama got me some more health care. 
got it extended till I was 25. That happened. Um, the economy was good. I got a tax break under Trump. And everyone complained a lot. Like, Trump being the president didn't really change. what The things he did didn't change much about my life. Except for the fact that everyone was crying about it all the time. That was annoying. And no one has any reasons why. Like, oh, well, he did this. Can you explain it? No, yeah. Cause it's just memes and culture war stuff. You don't even know what happened with Title IX. The politics that matter the most, the politics that matter the most are the ones between you and your loved ones, you and your friends, you and your local community, and as it keeps going, the rest, whatever. Don't let these hyper-partisan people Get in your head like a mental virus. And in turn, you lose friends. It's insane. People you don't know are affecting you, affecting culture to the point where it's changing what you believe, affecting what you think to the point where now you're looking at people you used to be friends with. You're looking at your parents and you're thinking, oh, they're dumb or they're stupid or they don't get it. Stop. Just pull back. Take a deep breath. Maybe just don't talk about it. Sit down Thanksgiving. No politics. Fine. Let's all agree. Maybe after dinner. We'll do it. Don't lose friends over disagreements over things that are that don't matter. I think that's going to be it. I just ranted here for about half an hour. I hope it's somewhat coherent for you. I just am very fearful that we can't. I don't know, man. I want to. Jesus Christ. I don't know, man. I know what I want from life for the most part. And I'm on the path to do those things. And part of those things is giving back to the world, giving back to the community, making the community a better place. I want to do that. People say that. I fucking mean that. And all of you are getting sucked into this thing and you're going to ruin it for me. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't imagine being like the things I want to do down the road trying to offer them and get there and then having my reach being diminished because everyone got sucked into this trap Q Admiral Akbar it's a trap people you disagree with are not political abstractions we have to pull back we have to calm down you have to understand every person that is a Republican, is not a Trump supporter. Every conservative isn't Republican. Every person that was in the storming the Capitol building is not every MAGA supporter. People smashing bottles 
through Windows at BLM events are not all the people that support BLM. Not every person is in Antifa. It's not like that. They're extreme fringes. Don't straw man the people you disagree with. Steel man them. You might learn something. And I want to just... Because we... Because we're there, I just want to say... What happened in Washington, D.C. with the storming of the Capitol building. I've seen a lot of people talking about that. And although I do think it's... God damn it. Shut up. Although I do believe there's a lot of similarities in the situations. There's a lot of differences, too. The, um... Jeez, I put this. Although the physical behavior seems to be the same, although the mob mentality may be the same, although the motivation may be very similar, smashing and looting private property, businesses, and homes is extremely different from storming the Capitol building. So different. And I don't support... Well, I guess I'm more likely to support storming the Capitol building than smashing a private business. Additionally, the people that were smashing and looting private property were doing so at night, knowing the businesses were closed and their risk versus reward. There's basically no risk. They had the mob to help them. In many situations, they had um, politic like funds. People were like, you know, we'll donate all this money, so we'll bail you out of jail. On the flip side, these people that were storming the Capitol building, like, they weren't going in there knowing no one was inside. They were going in there knowing it was probably one of the most secure places in the country and that, like, the likelihood of being shot getting in there is probably pretty high because it's the Capitol building. Like, that's kind of crazy. Are they braver? Are they dumber? I don't know. I'm just pointing out why it's different. There is something... democratic about what they did versus looting a business now just to just devil's advocate a little bit when they burned down the um the the police station in wisconsin um you could ask my friends i said yeah good good i was behind it like if you want to you want the police to be held accountable you say all right you did some something all right we'll burn down the precinct all right now i don't like the fact that it costs taxpayer money to fix the police station but I mean, you want police to be aware that they're being watched. You want them to be, uh, what's the word? Responsible for their actions? Accountable. That's the word, accountable. So yeah, you pull this again, we're burning down the precinct. All right, extreme, but it's aimed in the right direction. Fine. It was funny here in Rochester, they were like trying to quote, occupy the city hall and they were having like protests outside city hall every night. And it's like, what, what are you going to do there at night? If you want to affect the politicians decision-making be there during the day, 
when you could see them, when they can't walk in and out of the office without people yelling about the things they want. You want them to represent you, then not represent their own interest. Being there at night and yelling isn't going to change anything. But that's a different conversation anyway. But sorry, there's just a lot. And it's a lot on my head and trying to work through it. So, again, I think, and I think you should think this too, it's kind of common, that there are a few people on the fringes that are convincing a lot of people that a lot of people are their enemies, and it's not true. I think we need to have conversations. We need to be smart about those conversations. We need to be empathetic and sympathetic and humble about these conversations. I think we need to... Take politics, put it in, in it, put it in its appropriate box. Because not everything is, I mean, you could say everything is political, but not everything is political, right? Not everything is political in the sense of national politics like that. There's a time, there's a place. The thing is, but you have to. If you want to get anywhere, you have to assume. Well, like I said, one, people you disagree with, those people you're talking to know something you don't know. The people you disagree with know something you don't know or have perspective you don't have. And the truth is, most people, left, right, and center politically, believe the same thing. And you're saying, what? They do. It just manifests differently. They believe, everyone believes in, in liberty and freedom and equality, and they're all predicated by those person's education, their past experiences, their current situations, and then you know, because you're a dumb emotional animal too, if one thing happens that emotionally charged you, it can skew your whole, whole opinion, your whole belief about something. And that's why we need to be humble and have these conversations, because... As Sam Harris said, we are only a few meaningful conversations away from the total collapse of society. I can't really put it any better than that. Anything that moves moves us away from having conversations is bad. Anything that can move us toward having conversations is good. Life is measured in only unmeasurable things. You cannot quantify how much you love your grandparents, how special your vacation was, how great it was to see your uncle, your mom, your brother. Think about all those things in life that are so important, that are so meaningful that you're going to remember forever. Make that your motivation to not let hyper-partisan politics suck you in or suck your insert person X in to a position where you lose your ability to make those unmeasurable things that make life worth living. We all need more of those things. Quarantine was a tough year for those sorts of memories, but the light's at the end of the tunnel. I have my 
doubts on whether the partisanship is going to mellow out. I really don't think it is. I think the uh, I think actually both fringes are going to just continue to be inflamed under the Biden administration for a lot of reasons. But I think we all need to do our part to calm the storm a bit. But at least COVID's over. And you have me. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Dave. So for the sixth time now, I'll try to end this podcast. And uh, I'm just going to say, you know, get out there. This is some food for thought. Think about your life. Think about where you want to go. Think about what you love and what you care about and what you don't want to lose and what you can afford to lose and just all those big ideas. Be happy with what you have. Don't be envious of what others have. Cherish the moments that count. Don't let the culture war take anything away from you. So get out there and wrench your life. And uh, maybe I'll see you on the other side. Maybe I won't. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening to this one. Goodbye.